Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. Hello and welcome to Man Up or Shut Up. We are in episode 35, I believe, which is, you know, a milestone for literally anyone who is anyone, I think. Uh, you know, one of these days, we're probably going to pass our subscriber base, which, you know, is going to make us all cry, uh, which, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More shows than subscribers. Yeah, Eventually, subscribers. Right. Exactly. exactly. We're, we're literally catching up. Um, as you might may or may not have noticed, we do have some new shirts. Uh, it's basically our Man Up or Shut Up shirts. They are not for sale, nor are we planning to sell them anytime soon. But, you know, we thought we would do a, um, a remembrance of who we are. And then also uh, we have a very just important thing, just, just so, like just so everyone remembers. Make men great again, guys. All right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, today on the episode, we're going to actually have a little bit of a different uh, decision. Uh, we're going to talk about finances and uh, financial decisions and just freedom. Uh, obviously, when we bought these shirts, we weren't considering any of that because these shirts are really expensive <laughs> for for just the shirt. But you know, it's it's okay. We're you know, that's that's what we're here to for. Just, <laughs> we're, we're just here to, to to just nonstop spend money. That's what we're here for. The be as unreasonable with finances as we can. <laughs> how to how to how to be financially free? Don't spend money on useless shirts. <laughs> don't don't do what we do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, and now uh, here's an example of what not to do. Uh, so yeah, actually, actually, we just start to show it. Actually, you know, it's funny. We have as much right to be financial advisors as a school, as a college teacher who teaches finances, who drives probably a Prius and does ha, has, you know, at least fifty thousand dollars in debt, if not, a, and plus a house. You know. Um, yeah. So you know, if anything, I think most of us are a little bit better off, and if not, then we're on the same level as them, and they teach a whole bunch of general. They teach the whole entire generation about this. So you know. We're we're up there, guys. We're we're right there with the college school uh, professors. Yeah, professors. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I today, got this one. Today we have Peter, Dimitri, myself, and unfortunately, uh, Victor just had a child uh, himself. Not not sure. He he had a child. Not his That's wife. not unfortunate. He had a child. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the joke. Anyway, you guys ruined it with okay, your yeah. unfortunate. Um, <laughs> you funny man. But uh, but no, uh, seriously, he he wasn't able to join us. Uh, as we said from the very beginning, you know, he will come in and out whenever he has the time. He is a very busy man, uh, which is funny to say because uh, the other two gentlemen uh, over here with us are also. But you know, we we we, we do believe in the show and. You know, for our 43 subscribers, or 12, or whatever number we're at at this point, uh, we will keep we will keep doing the show. Even if we have zero, uh, we'll still keep doing the show for a while. So, anyway, I think it's just because he doesn't have a shirt. I think it's just because he doesn't have a shirt, so he just kind of felt left out. So he didn't join right. us today. That's right. He well, he doesn't he doesn't have that thousand subscribers, so he can't turn on his 
Cam to show his show. <laughs> so you had to you had to to get the shirt. You had to be on for at least uh, thirty three uh, shows or thirty four. But Victor fell short. He's at like what twenty seven maybe. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> Well, you know, he'll he, get it. He'll get he, one. He's uh, like I said, he, he's busy with his kid. Uh, that one is the real, yeah. kid, you know, the one that his wife gave. Um, anyway, so guys, who wants to start off the uh, financial talk? Peter, you were talking about GameStop. You want to uh, talk about that a little bit? Oh, snap. You picked the wrong guy. I don't know much about it. I just know something cool happened that the little guy stuck it to the big guy. But then all of a sudden, I think the like everybody got upset about it, like from like the, the government, like oh man, we gotta look into this. Like you know, they're all always talking about you know being for the little guy. But then finally, when the little guy starts screwing the big guy a little bit, even though you know everything was legal and everything, as far as I'm aware, uh, I don't know too much about it. <clears throat> then all of a sudden, everybody gets all you know starts defending the the, the big guy, the big hedge funds. Like hey, we need to stop this. Even Robinhood, I heard the app you know supposedly stopped allowing people to purchase certain you know the uh the stocks with uh, GameStop, basically so it's kind of funny like robin hood the whole concept of you know steal from the rich to give to the poor you know so that's for the poor people you know looking out for them but then all of a sudden as soon as the little guy finally figured out huddled together with apparently it was like a forum or something i don't know exactly like a group of people on reddit that kind of noticed that I guess a whole bunch of big hedge funds and stuff were shorting um, the GameStop, right? Is it GameStop? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It was basically they were shorting, shorting them and they're like, hmm. they came up with like a witty idea to just, you know, go ballistic on GameStop and basically start, I guess, acquiring it like crazy and causing prices to go up. What was that? Yeah. It was called a squeeze or something. A short short a squeeze. squeeze. So they did some squeeze. Yeah, they did a short squeeze. I don't know. I'm sure Roma probably maybe can exp- explain more of the technicals if you if you guys want to know. He's the he's the uh, <clears throat> stock investor. Yeah, I just I just uh, you know I'm like I'm stuck you know in the snow while driving my truck. We're stuck investors. We just get stuck, <laughs> and that's it. We're like I oh, don't have no money. But Roma, he he's, he's the real stock. He has like an app and everything. So uh, he yeah, has yeah, he has an app. But he downloaded. <laughs> So he can tell I, you guys more yeah, about that. But yeah, the I, point is they I start making so a lot of far, money. I went so far with the download. I even went to like the app store, click download, install. Oh, so much work. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you're the IT guy. He knows like everything in and out about computers and stuff. So that's what he does for a living so but yeah so the point is they start making a lot of money and basically the big hedge fund guys are like oh snap they got they start freaking out and they have to pay out a lot of money you know because they're used to doing the screwing and when all of a sudden when they're you know they don't like it so much when it the cock comes back to them oops sorry anyways you can blur that out (laughs) but the point is is it seems like an awesome thing like you know for the little guy you know but then so things are good. And then I think they, they started doing the same concept with a few other stocks, I think, as well, like AMC, I think so. And then they are also start pushing, bringing awareness to silver, which I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think silver is very undervalued 
from what I'm looking into about it. And but I don't mind for it to be undervalued for a little bit longer until I'm yeah. able to get more. Yeah, exactly. And, but in general, I'm and me personally, I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stocks, it's basically, I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, you got to really know what you're doing, really, you know, have trust in these companies that they're doing things right and understand that you're going a lot of times against bots and robots or whatever, you know, basically they're just, you know, there, there's no emotions involved. They're just basically pure numbers. And, you know, so you're trying to, go against you emotional creature you know trying to day trade or trying to do whatever you know in stocks and you're just doing everything based on hunches and feelings but then everything from their side you know from the big guy's side they have softwares and programs that are working against you you know so uh there's a good chance you're not gonna win you're just gonna lose so i'd I'd be very cautious about stocks if you want to get in i'd definitely seek a professional to kind of get on board with and i'm not talking about professional like you know somebody that just professionally takes your money charges you fees and says yeah i'll invest it for you and at the end just tells you a cool story why you lost money you know so that's dave dave ramsey i kind of listened to him a little bit about stocks i've never done any stocks but he said he said the one that make, that loses all the money is the one that gets gets off in the middle of the roller coaster ride. You know, he's you know, if you're and you're in the middle of a roller coaster ride, like, okay, I changed my mind, I need to get off. <laughs> you know, you die. So he he's basic he basically teaches more of a, you know, uh check look at the companies that have a history of growing, you know, even though they'll go down but eventually they still keep growing and growing, and you just invest over long term. <clears throat> for you know for like a 10 15 percent return things like that um but uh yeah that's I've, I've never really got into stocks but you know i i use other financial principles to uh grow my income or grow my wealth or yeah just <clears throat> plan for it <laughs> things like that um so that's that's what i that's what i kind of do i I'm, I'm i think i'll join the stock um uh, industry or the field more once i'm uh when i have a lot more access to bigger funds that i i don't mind playing around with uh, but for now i'm pretty good with what, what i'm doing uh, and that's uh, all i have to say by the way we are not financial advisors please seek legal counsel do not take anything we say seriously everything we say is just a joke and there you go oh my god i did the disclaimer for you all right. So for myself, <laughs> everything we say is just only can be used for entertainment purposes. <laughs> Those guys are losers. Just, just, exactly. laugh, just laugh at everything we say. Um, yeah. So I, I actually am not a humongous stock person. I do a little bit of cryptocurrency. I do a little bit of stocks. I do a little bit of everything. So that way I do have some diversity. The way I work with stocks in particular or any kind of investment that I try to do, what I try to do is I'll invest an original number. Once I've doubled that number, I'll take out my original investment. So that way I'm no longer emotionally attached to that money. So for myself, (laughs) like I, if I put in, let's say for example, $500, if I get a return of $1,000, I am taking out my $500. That And then I will play with that $500 as much as I want to whatever extent I want because of the fact that I know that I've already taken out my original investment. That has always been my yeah. principle when it comes to stocks, when it comes to any kind of these, uh, you know, these kinds of plans. 
here's the thing. So a lot of people will invest in IRAs. They will invest in 401ks. They will invest in all of these different systems, right? Any one of those will go up and down as well, right? So you can have one, one year, you can have a very good year and you're going to be in the positive. And the next year, you're going to be so-and-so in the negative. What people seem to forget, and this is a very, very important fact for anyone ever investing in anything, you didn't lose any money until you draw it <coughs> out. That is a very, very important principle that you have to remember. If your stock has de devalued a bit, guess what? You still have the stock, which means you have it has the potential to to go back and value it. If you are, it's your personal decision that makes you draw it out because you think it's going to devalue even more. And at that point, you actually lost money. Until that money has been withdrawn, you haven't lost anything. And that is one of the most important things. A lot of people get very emotional about their money, especially when they see bigger numbers, right? So, you know, yeah. at first when you're playing with $500, for example, and even that's for some people, that's too much. But let's say, for example, $500, you're playing with it. You don't care. It becomes $1,000. You start caring a little more. You turn that around and make it $2,000. let us use numbers that I can understand better. Let's use $5. <laughs> you're confusing us with all those zeros. All these big Roman numbers. Two what? zeros. Why are you using so many zeros? Three the digits. The point is, is that you know, uh, because I I have clients who have a lot of zeros, zero after zeros. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that when you have more money, there's a lot more at stake. So, for example, a one percent decrease for someone who has five hundred dollars is not as big of a deal as a 1% decrease for someone who has $500,000. Yeah. There is, there is a market difference between those two numbers. And that's why people tend to be freaking out. People tend to freak out a lot more as these numbers grow. Just like, that's why I said, that's why my principle has always and had always been, whatever I originally invested, I take it out. Um, I mean, for myself, it's worked pretty well. I'm, you know, I've, long since went in the positive of what I've, what I've invested. Right now I'm in the positive of the positive of the positive. So I am, I am really far in, in, in ahead. Um, I'm not, I'm not a financial advisor, nor am I telling anyone how to do anything. But for myself, the way I always look at it is I always look at the graphs. I always look at the uh, week, month, year, and then five year see where the trend tends to go. If the, if the trend is going up as a general rule, even with this little dips, you know that you can invest in this company, you won't lose terrible money. If you see a trend where the company goes like this and like this and like this and like this and dumps all the way out, that is a little more of a volatile company. Be ready to pull out your money. Um, also know more about the company. Always do research. That is the most important thing anyone will ever tell you, especially if you're self-investing. <clears throat> know what you're investing into. If you're investing into a company that you've never even heard of, why are you investing into it? That is the, that is the simple end of the end. Personally, for myself, 
when I've invested and I've made great gains, it's always been in companies that I trusted. I knew that they were going to have new products out, or I knew that they were going to have something, something that was going to make me or make the stock market increase in some way. And most of those have always, well, all of my investments that I didn't have someone else recommend something to me have always gone well. But that's because, again, I do a bit of research and I believe in the product that I'm <laughs> Uh, in some cases, things go bad. It doesn't matter. You have to know that, you know, you, you will lose money. I've lost money off of people who, who have recommended stuff. I have lost money because I made a poor decision. I let my emotions handle me. The worst thing you can do Sorry, no. in stocks is emotion. <laughs> what? Yeah, I said sorry at all. You said you lost money when somebody recommended oh, something to you. Like, that's no, it's no, <laughs> no. You're 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 just you're just one of one of the little things. What I'm saying is, is for example, there this. this here's an example. So I had this was when I first started investing. Right, there was a company that yeah. I I actually knew quite a bit about Intel. Intel is a chip making company. I work in IT. I know what Intel does. I know who they are. I hadn't looked at their product base. I haven't looked at I hadn't looked at anything that they were releasing for at least two years. I was going off of their old of the old understanding of how I knew what they ran or what they do. So um, someone recommended to me, it was a very dear friend. He said, hey, you know, I'm investing in Intel. I suggest you do the same thing. Right. And yeah. and I listened, right? It I was you know where the story's going. <laughs> it was it was a week You didn't pull out your five dollars in time. <laughs> it was a week later, I was a hundred dollars in negative on, on that account. Uh, what I mean by that is my my stocks, which I originally bought, uh, which wasn't anything crazy, but um, you know, at that time devalued by I think it was five percent, I think it was within the course of two weeks. It devalued like crazy, and then it would just stay at that devalued mark. It didn't go up for the longest time, it just stayed there. I finally made a decision where I cut that money. I just said, screw it. I've 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 made a loss. I lost a hundred dollars. I'm gonna accept it. I took my money out and I put it into something that I believed in. That company then proceeded to, within two weeks, proceeded to <clears throat> quadruple their, their amount. Then they split their stock. So not only did I make a bunch of money, after the split, the stock went up yet again, and I made even more money. Sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses, especially when it comes to stocks. But anyway, guys, I, I went off on a whole tangent and a whole thing, but that's, that's my own personal experience. Um, do not... You know, my, my best my best recommendation for literally anyone is just do your research. Find out what you what think. about what about like if my uncle Fred is telling me about a network marketing, should I join it? What do you suggest? If, if network, your uncle network marketing, what are your thoughts about it? If your uncle Fred tells you to join network marketing, do you believe in the actual product? I believe in Fred. <laughs> He's a pretty because, cool guy. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you believe in Fred. Do you believe in the actual product? 
Hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty nice. It's a pretty cool product. So <laughs> if you believe in the product and you believe that you can sell it, go ahead because that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be you doing a bunch of work, right? You are going to be doing most of the work. Uncle Fred is might or may not do work, right? <clears throat> so so if you believe in the product, it's more likely yes, that you will sell. If you don't, yeah. Yeah. How did you How did Jeroma get into like? When did you first start or became um, financially awakened or get when you decided to get started in this process? Uh, after I watched... Uh, become smart. It's a quick video. What's going on? After I watched someone very close to me lose a bunch of money in this thing. <laughs> so I saw... I when, saw you, when you saw somebody lose a bunch of money... Yeah, so so I saw people lose quite a lot of money. So one of the ones in my uh, that's off the top of my head, he lost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, that's all that. Yeah, so so that was that was a crap load. Uh, there was uh, there was someone I knew as well who was like sixty seventy thousand dollars and loss. But then there are people I know who make a bunch of money off of stocks, right? Is this all in stocks or what are you talking about? Yes. Uh, well, so, so those two, were, uh, one was crypto and another was stocks. So, so and, and the stocks was day trading, which by the way, what I'm talking about is not day trading. What I'm talking about is you, you theoretically are buying the stock for the long haul. You're, you're trusting the company, but then you're also thinking, uh, I might want to use this money for another place or, or somewhere else, you know? Um, right. so, so, okay. So go ahead. Sorry. Or just, we just, I just want, I just think we should like kind of wrap up with not the show, <laughs> but with, with just talking about stocks and maybe talk about a few other areas where people can actually expand their, uh, you know, investments or their money without just being on stocks because, you know, stocks is just this, you know, dark forest that many people know nothing about, but you know, there are other financial principles, you know, areas where people like actually can grow their money. You know, that's why I think, you know, just, uh, you know, we, we, we've gave, you know, a pretty good amount of time on just talking about, you know, stocks in general, obviously we didn't give any like, you know, perfect examples and, you know, sure. Dimitri, tell us about another one. I guess I guess let me say one more thing before you guys talk about yeah, like, bro. Um, if you're investing into stocks for long term look into what's called dividend stocks dividend stocks pay you a percentage every year that's that's what it is so that percentage can be between two to five percent um, and that is a guaranteed amount of money that you're going to get from the actual provider like myself for example i use ford and discover discover has a very good amount of money that they pay you yearly they're a reputable company so they're you know they're actually on the up um and ford they've been around for a very long time if you look at their stock it does kind of go like this and kind of recovers and kind of goes i guess it's like a wave but they do have dividends so they pay you on the amount of stocks you have. So they'll give you money back. Anyway, um, that's just my, but again, don't take my word for it. I don't know anything. It's too late. I took your word. Sorry, I already just invested it. I'm only not. All my money. I better not lose money. I lost it all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rowan. 
Uh, um, so what were you saying, Dimitri? Dimitri was saying something about uh, I said getting a job at McDonald's. Yeah. Well, basically, you know, obviously the you know person if he, if they want to grow their wealth, I like how. Um, what was his name? He's like, you need to build a fortune. What's his name? Uh, Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn. Yeah. I really like how the principle that he used. He says, okay, so first of all, obviously you're making money doing whatever you know how to do. You're a teacher, you're a plumber, you're a truck driver like me, you know, you, uh, you know, clean toilets, doesn't matter what you do. You're making an income, right? You need to be able to live off of 70%, you know, off of that income. You know, you need to be able to live up to 70% and then 10% you're in your tithing, you know, you're out of 170 goes to your everyday living. You got it. You got 10% goes tithing, you know, or, you know, give the money away. It's not all about you, you know, just kind of a thank you to God, uh, you know, and invest into, you know, other people, invest into church, invest in some charities and invest into some um uh ministries that you know do good work for god um you know and then the other 10 percent. so you're at 80 now so 70 for you 10 percent tithing so you're at 80 now the other 10 percent is that you what you do is that you invest towards some kind of a long-term compounded interest so basically if you're able to take let's say you know we make a thousand dollars you know, seven hundred dollars of it goes to uh, seven hundred goes to your your living. Uh, One hundred dollars goes to uh, tithing, or you know, get, uh, for gen, being generous to not to be a Scrooge. Uh, then uh, the other hundred dollar goes to let's say investing somewhere where it'll pay you let's say you know five percent or ten percent or fifteen percent like annual re- return. So what you do is you, you, you take $100, you invest it, they, they pay you, uh, ten, uh, let's say, 10% uh, per year. So a year from now, your $100 turned into uh, $110. That would be $110, right? So now you have $110. What you, you, know, uh, what you do is pretty much you reinvest that $110 to go a second round. But let's say you're making $1,000 uh, a month you know, just for easy numbers. So let's say you're, you're, you're able to invest a hundred dollars every month. So after, after every month, you have about uh, $1,200 invested and that $1,200 is making you 10%, you know, per year. What you do is when you get that 10% return, you're taking that 10% plus the initial hundred dollars you're making on a monthly basis, you're reinvesting that. And basically you're compounding it, you know, month after month, year after year. And it, there comes a time where it kind of like skyrockets like this, you know, it, it'll take, you know, uh, 15, 20 years, you know, for you to reach a really significant number where you can actually start, you know, taking money out for your luxurious lifestyle, whatever. Then the other hundred dollars, basically, so you're at 90, 90% now that you still got the other 10, the other 10%, you what you're doing is pretty much you're doing something to as a quick flip kind of deal. I like how Jim Rohn says, like, you go and buy a, buy a crappy wagon. <laughs> you know, he, he's using, like, as, a, as, as the s- simplest example, you buy a crappy wagon, you know, that you pull to your some, some with. He's like, you clean it up, you paint it. You know, let's say you bought that wagon for $10. You clean it up, 
you paint it, whatever, you know, put a little, you know, do a little spit shine on it and you're able to sell it, let's say for uh, 20 bucks, you know, for easy numbers, you just doubled your uh, money from $10. You got to, you know, you got $20 now, you know, um, obviously you don't want to spend, you know, like you spent $30 on paint, <laughs> you, paint you sell it for $20. So you got it smart. So basically, so 10% for long-term investment compounded and 10% of this is quick flips. You know, I mean, the big guys are doing it with real estate, you know, they buy a property or whatever, for a hundred dollars, they, they clean it up a little bit, whatever they maybe hold it for a couple of years, maybe rent it out for, you know, for a couple of years, they resell it for 150 $200,000, you know, they double their money. That's, those are quick flips that, you know, you can, let's say you can do that once a year, you know, once every two years, you're doing quick flips. So you got, you got money that you're doing quick flips, you know, do, you know, doing quick growth. You got money for long-term compounded interest. You're, uh, you're investing, you're basically tithing, being a generous person and you're living off of 70%, you know, and this is just kind of a long-term kind of more realistic kind of a way to also uh, grow your finances, you know, and I thought that, you know, with Jim Rohn, the, the process or the system he says is like pretty awesome, you know, and, and stocks could be one of those things that could be the, let's say the 10%, you know, the compounded interest that stocks could be one of those places where you invest, it grows, you reinvest, you know, things like that. Um, and, you know, those are stocks. And then, you know, the quick flips is, you know, something from like a wagon, a bicycle to real estate, anything like that. And, you know, I think that's, this is just a way to have something on side. So when you make a check for a thousand dollars, don't eat it all, or you will never be able to reach any financial security. You need to think I made a thousand dollars, $700 is for my rent, my food. You know, if, if that's not enough for you, you need to either lower your standard of living so you can use the $700 or basically, you know, you know, fits your budget into $700, or you need to somehow get a better job where you can get better pay, you know, for you to be able to do this process. But yeah, that's what I kind of, uh, this is the kind of the process that I use and it's, uh, seems to work better and better every time. <sighs> We're going to be rich. <laughs> We're going to be rich, man. <laughs> What about you, Peter? What are you? Yeah. What is your my frozen uh, wisdom? Yeah. Oh, my wisdom. You to find out. Uh, <laughs> well, I do like Jim Rome guy. He's pretty awesome. He's basically also talked about you know doing things basically. Obviously, another uh, basically doing your day job. Don't quit your day job, and then whatever you are creating or doing, doing on the side. That's very smart because I've made plenty of those mistakes of just you know jumping into something, lost a lot of money with network marketings and all these different things, you know, going in there sounds all great. You get hyped up or you start chasing these get rich quick stuff, you know, and it sounds great. You want to get rich overnight, but then you end up always basically losing money. But then time, time keeps moving, keeps moving. If you would have just during these, you know, years, you just wasted 10 years on, let's say, chasing different shiny objects, uh, you know, it's like, oh, man, this new business that's coming out is promising thousands and thousands of percentage of return. You know, it sounds all appealing that you're just going to be overnight, wake up and you're super successful. But then what happens? You lose money here. Then you lose money here. Then you lose money there. And you're just losing money everywhere. And then time just keeps going. And time doesn't care. It's very unemotional. And just like, I don't care. You're going. You're going to get older. 
it, yeah, it's like a wall. It doesn't matter. It's going to keep moving, moving. And eventually you're going to die and you're going to, you know, while you're still young, you can still kind of, you know, work with these kind of losses and whatever you can still, you know, come back, you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, you lose that time, but you could just kind of think back, hmm, maybe that, what if those 10 years, if I would have just, let's say doing, doing what Dimitri was saying, you know, just kind of be smartly dividing your money, even though you're making from even a job, you know, a certain percentage of the money you're putting aside at a stable return that you're getting, you know, the compounding, compounding that money, then you get it back, <clears throat> put it back into, you know, investing somehow, basically over that long term, you know, it's like the rabbit and the, the, what's called the rabbit and the turtles or turtle what, I, what do you call it turtles turtles the turd always wins the turtle, yeah. <laughs> the turtle always wins the turd has no moment. yeah so basically uh i think that would be a good idea you know I, if i could rewind time i probably would just basically kind of find maybe somebody that's doing what i like you know and i see maybe they're living the lifestyle that i'd like to be living and i'd probably just shadow them and be like hey how can i help you like how i'll shine your shoes i'll you know just let me just basically learn your schedule inside and out and just, you know, be the best helper that I can basically bring value rather than just expecting a millionaire to come out of nowhere. Like, I just need, I just want a millionaire to come and just for some reason be interested in me and just dedicate his time and life to just teach me, you know, that's, that was my mentality as well. Like, you know, just thinking, you know, first, Oh man, I wish somebody just came and just showed me exactly what I need to do, you know, but then you got to think, you know, think of the other side, like, why does that person need you, you know? Yeah. And you become this leech that you're just like, you're just sucking, you know, like basically rather that you're not producing, you're not bringing any value to somebody, but you want somebody to step in there and basically, you know, just invest so much into you. You know, yeah, speaking like, of stepping, it's like pretty much a millionaire walking <laughs> and he steps into crap, you know, <laughs> and this crap and like stuck on his shoe. It's like, yeah, you need to help me, you know, because, you know, I, that's, you owe it to me, you know, you need to bring value to the millionaire for them to even want to uh, coach you. Yeah, so that's good because other than that, you are just that crap stuck on the bottom of his shoe. You know, you're slowing him down. Yeah, exactly. Well, and so, on that yeah. note, we have been running a bit over 35 minutes. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, whoever still listens to us, we really do appreciate it. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will never, and I do mean never, apologize for what we said unless if we truly are wrong about something or, uh, you know, go back on it. We're not sorry to be Christians. We're not sorry to think the way we do. And we are not sorry, nor will we change that. So on that note, guys, thank you so much. Again, thank you for our 35th, uh, you know, have, thank you for joining us on our 35th. And remember, by the way, man up or shut up. Yeah. <laughs>